What's going on, my friends? I am Dustin Stelzer with Electrician U, and we had a question from our YouTube comments uh, that I figured I would read this time and address. So the question of the day is, hey, Dustin, I'm confused about wire types like THHN, THWN, ETC. Could you please make a video about that and explain which type is for which environment? Thank you, Sean Y from YouTube. Let's open up the code book. <clears throat> We're in 2020, so I'm gonna go to 2020. Uh, there is a part in 310, which is conductors for general wiring. So there's a few different tables that look like 310, depending on if you're looking at uh, fixture wires, if you're looking for like, you know, things like lamp cord and things like that, or if you're looking for just general conductors. So 310 covers conductors. Now, what you'll notice is table 310.4A is conductor applications and insulations rated 600 volts. So this means these are conductors that are all rated at 600 volts and below. So if you're in like a thousand volt environment, you can't use these because they're not rated for that. So the insulation around that conductor uh, is gonna break down prematurely, probably melt, uh, depending on what kind it is. So you always have to make sure that you're under 600 volts for 600 volt rated stuff. So what's really interesting is there's uh, tons of different types of uh, conductors in here. And again, it's not the conductor. The conductor is just the metal part in the middle. So all stranded number 12 is going to be the same as, you know, it's all copper. Um, you might have like some aluminum conductors that you run out every once in a while, but the aluminum is the aluminum. It doesn't matter. All the aluminum is going to be the same. All the copper is going to be the same, solid or stranded. So the conductors are not what we're talking about here. When we're sizing ampacity and we're in uh, 310.15, we're not talking about the actual metal inside the conductor, the thing that hooks up the wire. We're talking about the insulation around it because that's the part that has all of these different ratings. That's what we're sizing our amperage for when we size conductors for things. It's all to protect that insulation to see what the insulation can handle. So if we talk about doing things in wet environments or we talk about things in dry or damp environments or things that you know like might damage something, it's always talking about the insulation being damaged. So keep that in mind. So in 310, when we talk about all these different types of conductors, we're talking about insulation types. So this entire table, the left-hand column is the trade name. So we have things like uh, the very first one, fluorinated ethylene propylene. I don't know what that is. That's just a crazy bunch of words. Who made those words up? Steve. Steve made them up. Who is the Steve guy? All right, then we've got things like mineral insulation, moisture, heat, and oil-resistant thermoplastic. So there we have a term. Thermoplastic, a lot of these you're gonna notice have that. But some of them that, if you notice two columns over, it says maximum operating temperature. So each one of these insulation types is rated at a certain amount. Uh, if we look back up at the fluorinated ethylene propylene, it says 90 degrees Celsius or 194 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, and then down below that, it says 200 degrees Celsius or 392 degrees Fahrenheit. That means that it is dual rated as two different ratings. And usually if you look to the right one more column under the application provisions, it'll say dry and damp locations. And if you look to the left of that, that's where it's rated at 90 degrees Celsius. 
or if you're in dry locations in special applications. And there's a little number three that's uh, uh, looks like an exponent. So if you flip to the end of the table, we read note three says higher temperature rated construction shall be permitted where design conditions require maximum conductor operating temperatures above 90 degrees Celsius. So there are special conditions that make the 200 degrees Celsius to the left of that dry locations, special applications, uh, what you're going to be using. If we look down at RHH, which is in the second column, it says thermoset. So RHH is a conductor that is a thermoset conductor. Uh, it has 90 degrees Celsius ratings, which means that the heat rise in that conductor that the insulation can actually handle a certain amount of heat rise up to 90 degrees Celsius. That is in dry and damp locations. So you kind of get it, right? All of these tables are gonna be the same. Now over one more column, it says the insulation. So it actually talks about the insulation around that conductor. So uh, paper, it says paper. If you have uh, perfluoro, alkoxy. <laughs> it's just telling you what the actual insulation is and sometimes the insulation is going to be different than the trade name. So you might have a trade name where we call something one thing, but the rating of the insulation is actually named a certain thing, so that's just a different column. Then we have the thicknesses of the insulation, which just takes up three different columns and it's going to either talk about the thickness in AWG or KC mil. So if we talk about number 12 conductors, right? It's actually 12 AWG. There is no number 12. That's just something we say in the field. But 12 AWG is a uh, an actual size. KC mil, if you ever run like 250, uh, sometimes you'll hear like 250 MCM or 300 MCM. They used to call it MCM thousands of circular mills, which is what the M stands for, thousands. Um, now we say KC mil, thousands of circular mills. Um, it's just a different way of putting it. So we, uh, if you're looking at things for those wire sizes, you're gonna be looking in that column. If you're looking in millimeters, you're not you know, in the US for, or you just use millimeters and you're in the US. I don't know, you would just use the millimeter column or you can use mills. So that's just talking about the different thicknesses of the insulation um, for the different conductor types. And then lastly on the right column, we have outer coverings. So the outer covering, not every single one of these insulation types is gonna have an outer covering, but you'll notice sometimes when you run like THHN, there's this extra kind of clear coat, this like clear uh, insulation or jacketing that's around the insulation and that's just to protect it. It's an extra outer covering. So when you're pulling those conductors and they start getting scuffed, you're scuffing the outer layer, you're not actually damaging the insulation. So it'll tell you whether or not there is an outer covering. One thing to take note of is there is a bunch of things that are called thermoplastic and there's a bunch of things called thermoset. So when we start getting into your example where you asked about THHN, if you notice there's a whole bunch of thermoplastic conductors right next to each other. So it starts out with THHN um, and I'm on the second page of this. So THHN, it says heat resistant thermoplastic. If you go down, THHW, well that's, that's still a THH, it's still a similar thing. And by the way, the HH, usually if there's two H's, it denotes that it's a 90 degree conductor. Not always, uh, but most of the time the two H's means 90 uh, degrees, one H will mean uh, 75 degrees. So uh, any kind of THH, you know, it's usually going to be a uh, 90 degree conductor. The THHN with the N at the end means that there's a nylon coating around the outside of it. Um, THHW, still the same conductor pretty much. It's still the THH. So it's still, 
um, heat resistant thermoplastic, but they add the W for wet environments. So now this is a moisture and heat resistant thermoplastic. So they go with THHW. Now you'll notice with THHN, we have a 90 degrees Celsius insulation type, right? So we can handle a lot of heat rise in that conductor but THHW has two ratings. So it can be used in dry locations or in wet locations. When it's used in a wet location, the insulation isn't as good. So you have to use the 75 degrees C. It can't handle the same kind of heat rise that it can in a dry environment. So in a dry environment, you're allowed to use the 90 degrees Celsius. Both of them are flame retardant, heat resistant thermoplastic. It's just that one of them is moisture resistant. Um, one of them has a nylon jacket, the THHN, and that N is the nylon. So the other one does not. Then if you move down, we have THHN, THHW, then we have THW. So TH, uh, instead of it being rated 90 degrees, there's only one H, right? So that's a 75 degree conductor. But the W still denotes that it's, you can kind of think of it as like weatherproof or like wet, uh, right? Just thinking of moisture. That's why they use the W. So it's a very similar conductor than all the other ones. It's just instead of it being 90 degree rated, it's 75 degree rated, but there are special applications that you can use it as a 90 degree conductor as well. And that's in the notes. And then because of that, that whole 75 degree thing, they came out with a new conductor, which is THW-2. So THW-2 is dry and wet locations, 90 degree uh, Celsius conductor and it's still moisture and heat resistant. So it's technically a THHW still, it's just that it, really the difference is THHW has two different ratings for two different environments, whereas THW2 has 90 degrees Celsius for dry and for wet. So you don't have to take it down to 75 degrees because you're in a wet environment on that one. Um, so still in thermoplastic, all of these are TH, right? You can kind of think of all of the TH conductors as the same conductor with little weird modifications to them. So then we've got THWN. So we've got the 1H, which denotes that it's a 75 degree conductor. We've got the W, which is moisture, right? You're gonna be a wet environments. And N gives you the nylon jacketing. So that's a 75 degree conductor in dry and wet locations. But just like they did with THW, they gave a THW2, they gave a THWN and a THWN2. So now you have a 90 degree rating for the same nylon coated wet uh, environment conductor. So it's still a moisture and heat resistant thermoplastic, dry and wet locations, and there is a nylon jacketing around the outside of it. Then the last one, we've got a moisture resistant thermoplastic. So now we don't have the heat resistant properties. So it's just TW. There's no H. Um, so it's still a thermoplastic T and then it's wet or, uh, you know, moisture environment TW. That is a 60 degree conductor. So that's not a 75 degree. That's not a 90 degree conductor. It can only handle 60 degrees uh, of heat rise, but it gives it to you in dry and wet locations and there is no jacketing on it. Now, before we get into the next series of conductors, uh, just wanted to let you guys know we have classes available. If any of you are interested in joining some live instructor-led courses, you can go to electricianu.com. We have live classes available and we've lowered our prices recently. The other thing is if you're looking for continuing education, it doesn't matter what state you're from, uh, we're actively getting approvals in every single state in the US. Go check our uh, electricianu.com, make sure that we have your state, but we have video-based continuing education, which is pretty rad because then you just get to watch these videos and then you get credit for it with your state. Pretty dope. So the first thing we caught, we covered was all the TH conductors, right? THHN, THW and all that stuff. 
That is all thermoplastic. Next, we're gonna get into thermoset. So thermoset, we've got things that are XHH or XHHN or XHHW, XHWN, same kind of thing, right? It's just that the, uh, the, the insulation is not made from a thermoplastic, it's made from a thermoset. So the difference between a thermoplastic and a thermoset is that a thermoplastic is designed to soften when it's heated and to harden when it's cooled. So what that means is that if you heat that insulation up a whole bunch, it's actually gonna start to melt the insulation. That's a thermoplastic. A thermoset actually means that it is insoluble and non-melting. Um, so let's break in a little bit to these. XHHW, that is a 90 degrees Celsius conductor and it's for dry and damp location. Notice it's actually not a wet environment, it's a damp environment. So you do have to make some distinctions between a wet and a damp environment. Wet usually means submerged or like, like saturated with water. Damp just means that it's kind of exposed to some moisture. So an insulation around a conductor that's exposed to a little bit of uh, moisture isn't going to degrade. You know, it's going to it's going to withstand that versus it being completely submerged um, in water. The next one, XHHN. So there's still flame retardant. It's the same exact conductor, just has a nylon jacketing on the outside, which is why they add the N in there. Then they change it from an N to a W. So we have XHHW. So this is where we get that wet location, right? The W. Now this is a moisture resistant thermoset. It's got two different uh, temperature ratings. So dry and damp locations, it's a 90 degree conductor. Or if it's a wet location, it's a 75 degree conductor. That's kind of universal. You see that most of the time, uh, unless it's a dash two, where it usually is a conductor that can handle dry and wet, and it's a 90 degree conductor. So they're super, super stout. Uh, XHWN, so what do you think that means? We got the W, moisture resistant, and nylon, and then the X means that it is a thermoset, and H means that it's a 75 degree conductor for dry and wet locations, but you add the dash two at the end, and that raises it up to a 90 degree conductor, and it allows it to be in dry and wet environments. Most of the time, if you get anything with a dash two at the end of it, you're good for almost every environment, but the things you have to consider are the cost of the conductors, A, B, what does the supply house actually have on them? Because they, you go to like a local supply house or you go to Home Depot or something like that, they're not gonna have every single one of these conductor types or these insulation types. So you have to kind of know what the environment is that you're getting into and look in 310 and code and figure out, all right, which kind of insulations apply to the job that I'm at and now what is available to me. Um, so hope that helps. Thank you so much. Love you guys and I'll see you in the next one. This can't use it and video.